This is a rebroadcast of my radio show, Astrology Today, which aired on CJMP 90.1 FM, Powell Rivers Community Radio Station. You are listening to Astrology Today, coming to you live from beautiful Sunshine Coast and Powell River, which is situated on the traditional lands of the Klahoman Nation. I will be your host, uh, Maureen Reed, and I am an astrologer. Welcome. And unfortunately, it is just me this week again, uh, sending out all the positive vibes I possibly can to my friend Jill that she get well quickly and come back to join us. Yeah, yeah, sending you good vibes, honey. Okay, on this week's episode, number 68, uh, today's show is about preparing an outline for you, the listener, to follow. If you are to move into exploring your own chart yourself, why am I doing this? Well, I looked back over the 67 shows that I've already um, produced, and I realized that um, I hopped around a lot in the world of astrology, which is okay. Um, but for you, the listener, this has probably been a bit too chaotic to unless you're also been studying astrology for a long time. So I thought, hmm, uh, to make this a little more user-friendly uh, and to offer an opportunity now that my show is up on things like Spotify and also on YouTube, that if you were interested in actually decoding your own source code, EI, your birth chart, on your own, just so that you could see what you think of it, um, that I would walk you through the steps to do that. Now, uh, my game plan is that you will be able to access a series of lessons on YouTube or actually just going to my website and looking up the episodes. Um, and, you know, you can come back to it over and over again as you get further and deeper into your own chart. Um, and so, but to do a course, I mean, it's like, oh dear, I was never trained as a teacher. <laughs> so um, I discovered a book actually, and I bought it um, quite a while back now. And I realized that I could follow the outline of said book. And um, that would at least give me some sort of... Um, uh, straightforward, easy to follow program for you and for myself. And so I am going to uh, chart this course by following a very well written astrological guide. And it's written by uh, an astrologer whose name is Carol Taylor. And um, she has a BA and an MA and is a full-time astrologer who combines teaching, writing, and client work. She is also the director of studies at the Faculty of Astrological Studies in Great Britain. And so, and for those who will be watching this on YouTube, I've just put up a picture of the book. Um, also on my website is a link so that you can watch an episode from uh, Chris Brennan's Astrology Podcast in which you get to meet her and she talk, they talk actually quite a bit about the book in the beginning. Um, and so when I got this book and I started looking through it, I realized this is a really well laid out course. Now, because of copyright restrictions, which are valid. 
I can't directly, you know, use quote from the book, okay, but I am going to follow its outline. So how she presents the material, what she does first, et cetera, et cetera. I'll, of course, add my own little twist um, to how I think it might be used. Okay, so um, I'm going to make some suggestions. A, that if you can, um, if your economy um, is available, I would purchase the book. Um, The other beginner book that um, is also very well laid out, um, but differently than this one, is... um, Stephen Forrest's The Inner Sky. And um, both of these have um, kind of poetic, his is more poetic, um, descriptions of um, the various um, pieces that make up astrology. Because astrology, as, as I have already pointed out numerous times, is a language. Um, It's a language for decoding a map, and that map is very personal to the individual. And so what I'm going to offer in this series of lessons is how you too may, you know, actually sit down um, and to do it in a way that works for you. Um, It doesn't have to be um, a chart as Uh, ergo the charts that I've presented in past episodes, what they look like. You can actually just do this all by writing it down. Um, You can do it as a collage. You could, you know, there's any number of ways that that you can play with this material. And so what I'm going to do in to begin with is get you to set up, um, you know, either a notebook or whatever works for you. And to start to build a library of what each of the symbols mean. And so in this language, we have signs, we have houses, we have planets. And once I get further down the road, I'll introduce you to the other elements that tie this picture together and start to make it feel like a dynamic and uh, model of who you are. And that will be aspects and timing, et cetera, et cetera. And what's nice about her book is that the majority of the book is how to take a look at that map and answer specific questions uh, like about understanding yourself or about issues that will crop up in a person's life, uh, when to move, um, what pieces of, you know, uh, a person that you, you know, what's going to be compatible, that's what I'm trying to say there. Um, how you handle children, whether you should have children. Uh, There's, you know, careers. There's The chart will actually can babble endlessly at you if you let it. (laughs) So, um, yeah. So what I'm going to start with today is probably the biggest piece of the language that most people are reasonably familiar with, at least in terms of the names. Uh, They may not have any idea of what um, they stand for, because remember, these are, we give titles, and then underneath that title is a huge description. But Rather than just rattle off, you know, 500 different things about the sign of cancer or about um, Leo or whatever, what I'm going to do is show you and encourage you to create your own palette um, for each of the signs. And then we'll move on to probably in lesson two, which should be next week, on to the houses and then further out, we'll start looking at the planets. But so, like I say, I'm going to just kind of walk you through how we come up with what things mean. So it is a symbolic language, astrology, one that does its best to literally play with in order to reveal its message. What I suggest you do, right, is start with words first, and then slowly over time, you can switch to the glyphs, which is just, you know, um, 
sort of like hieroglyphics, right? You know, like there's a symbol for Aries, there's a symbol for Cancer, there's a symbol for Pisces. But you don't have to go there. You can just leave it at words. There's no problem. Um, The notebook, you want to start writing down your impressions of what each of the symbols mean, whether that's your impression of what the sun might mean, what the moon might mean, what a square aspect might mean, what the seventh house might mean, etc. So your impressions, and you'll build up a library, a dictionary, that you can then apply to your own chart. Okay. Um, so I would suggest in a, you know, like notebook or whatever, that you assign um several pages to each of these pieces as so that you can add to them whether they be drawings or it was fun because in making up the graphics that I will use today um, I realized that you know for instance you can use pictures and they um, convey more than just a word right and so rather than having an endless list of keywords that go with for instance a house or a sign or a planet uh, a literal visual can say as much and evoke possibly even more so and of course you've also got the mythological um, stories that a lot of the symbols in astrology um, have their meaning derived from so that's another avenue to add to this you know, you're building your vocabulary and your own feeling sense um, of what each of the symbols means. Okay. Um, so eventually we will move on, like I say, to the traditional planets, the uh, the ones that you can literally see out there in the sky. And of course, this past December, we had a beautiful display of Jupiter and Saturn coming together uh, to form the Great Conjunction. Um, and then we will also add the three new kids on the block, which are Uranus, Neptune, and Pluto. And in her book, she also adds Chiron. But that's as far as I'm going to take this series of lessons. Um, and once you've gone that far, you know, I have talked about other pieces like the fixed stars and uh, the other planetoids of course, that's where they've relegated Pluto, etc. I mean, like I say, you can keep going. Okay, so today, though, we will start with the part that most people are familiar with. Although they only may be familiar, you only may be familiar with the name. Okay, so what I'm going to do is break down the what's behind that name and um, and I've I've talked about this before but it bears uh, repeating and so to know that you know a sign symbolism comes from a mixture of mythological characters and their stories um, and a formula comprised of polarities modalities and elements and the big piece to keep in mind is in everyone's individual chart, all 12 signs play a role. Um, And, you know, so, I mean, I think one of the commonest ways people debunk astrology is by saying, well, you know, how can one twelfth of the world's population just be Aries? Well, they aren't. (laughs) It's the simplest answer, right? They aren't. They're all 12 signs two varying degrees. Okay, and so as we build up this picture, that should become obvious. Okay, so a note to those who are only listening. Um, I, of course, am now Zooming these um, this live show so that I can record it, and then the recordings go up as a visual on YouTube. And, um, and so you will see the graphics that I'm going to talk about on the YouTube version. But you can also today, if you want, uh, go to my website, which is www.cardinalastrology.ca and uh, go to the radio page and you will see that the 
the session for today, episode 68, is there. You click on it and you'll be able to follow along with the graphics that I'm about to start to discuss. Yeah. Okay, so, and just as um, a reminder, too, that at the end of the show, I'm going to list off some episodes, prior episodes, that also just speak specifically to each of the signs. So now I am going to do a shared screen for the YouTube version. And... There we go. Okay, so what I'm looking at here is a list of the signs, which um, are originally, of course, based on um, the circle of the elliptic, which is the path that the sun follows during the course of a year, um, and the backdrop of stars that it goes through. And so those stars had, you know, groupings of them had names. And, uh, but of course, the boundaries of those are big and small and overlapping and uh, not easy to sort of really work with. And so in 2000 years ago or so, um, the tropical zodiac was um, a, a man-made design to, to um make it workable uh, for people to study the stars and their movements. And so the tropical zodiac um, is based on the turning of the seasons, so on the solstices and the equinoxes. And uh, it begins, because it was devised here in the northern hemisphere, hemisphere with the spring and Aries as representing uh, the first 30 degrees of a 360 degree wheel. And how do we know when Aries starts? It is at uh, uh, the spring solstice or equinox, spring equinox, spring equinox. Yes, summer solstice. Yeah, get the words right here. Okay, so then it follows in 30 degree increments and the order is always the same, right? So on the graphic that I have up, of course, you can see the signs that they go in order. Aries, Taurus, Gemini, Cancer, Leo, Virgo, Libra, Scorpio, Sagittarius, Capricorn, Aquarius, and lastly, ending with Pisces. Now, that particular circle is also, from some people's perspective, a showing... Um, the arrival, the development, the joining, the um, complexity, and with the final dissolution in Pisces of any living thing, right? Um, so there are some that look at that as a complete cycle in and of itself. But what we're going to be concerned with as you're going to dive into your own personal chart is arranging the order of the signs with the first sign actually being your rising sign. In other words, what was the sign that was rising over the horizon on the east, in the east, okay, on the day that you were born, at the time you were born. So the sun may not have been up, but there still would have been a sign rising at the time that you were born. Now, the order always remains the same. It's just who do we start with? And so in my graphic, I show what would be the, the list if, for instance, you had a Virgo rising. So it would start with Virgo, then it would go to Libra, then it would go to Scorpio, Sagittarius, Capricorn, Aquarius, Pisces, starts again, you know, so the cycle just keeps going round. So then we have Aries, Taurus, Gemini, and I see I left the eye off of Gemini. <laughs> Bad me. Uh, Cancer, then Leo. Okay, so, you know, yours will be a particular starting point, but the order always remains the same. Okay. Now, in the next graphic, as she pulls it up. Okay, so one of the first divisions that happens in coming up with the impression that each uh, sign 
its quality, you know, what sort of characteristics it embodies, what sort of coloring is it going to give to a particular area of your life. Uh, the first division is night and day, black and white, yin, yang, positive, negative. Now, in this context, um, and the graphic that I have up here has very bold black and white stripes to sort of convey that very simplistic first division, which is positive and negative, yin and yang. But positive and negative, not in its qualitative sense, more in the the feeling of inner, receptive, inward, whereas, and that's your uh, yin signs, and your yang signs are outward, ex um, aggressive, um, moving away from the center, whereas yin is moving in towards the center. Okay, and so this first division Literally, of course, we've got six signs that are yin, six signs that are yang. So our yin signs, so you would put a, a negative sign next to your list, uh, Taurus, Cancer, Virgo, Scorpio, Capricorn, Pisces. Those are all yin or negative signs. The yang signs on the other side, okay, are Aries, Gemini, Leo, Libra, Sagittarius, and Aquarius. Okay, so that's our first breakdown. Now the next breakdown that I am going to go with is modality. And modality has to do with um, uh, the movement or lack thereof um, of the energy that is embodied in the particular sign, okay? And the first set um, that was devised had to do with those turning points of the seasons, okay? And these are called cardinal signs. Now, with your cardinal signs, this is starting things up, okay? And so in your own chart, you might notice that you don't have one of the cardinal signs starting with house number one. So you're not going to be one of those start people, okay? If, on the other hand, you have a fixed sign as your rising sign, you're going to be the one that gets it done, that sticks it out to the very end, etc. And then mutable, of course, has its quality. So this is where this little piece really starts to add something. Okay, but first let's look at the cardinal signs. So we start off, of course, with spring. So it's a transition that's moving forward. Um, Aries, spring equinox. Okay, then we come to the next transition. After spring, what happens is summer, Cancer, the summer solstice. Okay, and it's at that place where the world is... Uh, I love this word, but I never know how to spell it. Fun, funded. Fun, anyway, it's at its most pregnant self, able to nourish and grow things. And yeah, and that's, you know, the quality that goes behind cancer as um, it is the perfect starting place for things to grow, cancer. Libra, okay, this is the fall equinox. And this is a time of um, bringing in, okay, uh, the harvest. So it is, it's a, it's a harvesting, and then what do we do with the harvest? Okay, so it's bringing people together. It's um, socially outward. Um, and it's the gathering, although that almost sounds like, you know, a negative, this is a positive sign, Libra. Um, but it is a, um, a movement to gather in groups, whether that's food or people or etc. And then the final one, the winter equinox at the start of winter is Capricorn. Um, this is a, of course, a negative 
uh, sign, Capricorn, uh, which is opposite the Cancer, which was also negative. I should have mentioned that earlier. And it is um, the structure that's able to sustain um, and what is necessary for that sustainment uh, in getting us through the winter. Okay, so these are forward-moving starting of a particular season. That's what you want to think about with wherever you find the cardinal signs in your chart that is a forward, well, not necessarily forward, that might not be the right word for it, but initiating, that is the right word, um, quality that it will bring to that area of your chart. Okay, now the next modality is once you've got things started, then what do you do? Well, you hit the fixed signs. And here in the fixed signs is where th the follow through happens. Okay, and so with the graphic that I have here, um, you will see that we have full on winter full-on spring. I've got blossoming cherry blossoms. We have uh, the height of summer and the height of fall. So the seasons are now established, right? So with the last graphic, that was about that the starting of spring, the starting of summer, the starting of fall, the starting of winter. Whereas with fixed signs, it's settled in. And with a fixed sign, you have that quality of endurance, of sustaining, of stability, of maintaining a trajectory until it's, you know, it's come to its completion. And with those, you again, you have a balance between the positive and the negative. So we start with Taurus, which is full on spring. Um, then we switch to, and it's a, um, a yin sign. And so then we go to Leo, which is yang, summer, the heat, the hot. Uh, Scorpio, which is also a yin sign. Um, this is the bringing in of the harvest. Everything is going through its natural dissolution to, you know, and comes to its fruition. And then in Aquarius, we have, uh, this is also a yang sign, and it's the contemplation, really, winter is about building up the reserves for something new to begin again in the spring. And so your fixed signs in your chart will be the kinds of places in your life where you can do follow through, where you can see it through to an end, where you can gather and uh, enjoy and um, share in the bounty of and plan for the future, etc. There'll be a specific area of your chart where that kind of quality, the fixed signs, will be operating. Okay, now the next one is mutable. Okay, and in this graphic, I show um, swirling water from an ocean or a lake for Pisces. I have, um, you know, that classic view of data streaming on a screen for Gemini. I have a uh, very fancy, elegant um, clock for Virgo. And for Sagittarius, I have... Um, a Volkswagen minibus. Yes, I'm giving away my age here. <laughs> uh, so you could think of what would be the equivalent now. I don't know. Yeah, um, mobile home on wheels. What do they call those? <laughs> I can't remember. Doesn't matter. Anyway, mutable signs. So we've got start. We've got the fullness and then we have, how do we transition to the next season? Well, mutable signs. They are the transitional signs. They're what um, creates the movement necessary to move on to what is going to be next. And so they are, as that word implies, mutable. They're changeable. Um, they, wherever you will find these four signs in your chart is follow through not so much 
being able to adapt and change, yeah, you're going to be able to do that in those areas of life. And so with Gemini, it's, um, you know, how do we move on? Well, we need to collect new data, right? We need, uh, we need to communicate. We need to build up information. And so Gemini, that kind of, and it's an air sign, it's a yang sign, and so it just consumes data. And um, not so much about deciding, but about accumulating. Virgo, this is a yin sign. And so the quality of mutability here is it wants to complete things or at least see them through. So it has that earthy quality that is almost reminiscent of uh, a a Taurus and a fixed, but it's it wants okay the next project done the next project done the next project done and it wants it done timely and well and responsibly and let's keep this going and let's you know so it will be endlessly busy getting things done and it does it really really well okay sag is oh i need not only do I need the Gemini data, but I need to see what's over the next horizon. Where's my next adventure? And so again, it's the moving on. It can't stay, it doesn't want to stay put, nor should it, because it's the quality that takes us to our next season. Okay. Pisces holds kind of a special place because it is the ultimate dissolution. It's where we go from a defined fixed identity to whatever is next. And so Pisces kind of holds a special place as does Aries, which sits right next to it. This is the end, Aries is the beginning. Okay, so it's that that final moment where nothing is clear, it's amphorous, it's, it's ultimately mutable, and it's shifting in order to be able to be reborn in the next sign. Okay, so as I've done with these three graphics, you want to come up with some visuals or words that kind of make sense to you relative to something being mutable, something being fixed, something being cardinal. Okay, so moving on, the next division is by um, element. Okay, and so the first divided the 12 by 4. This next series divides it by 3. And we will start as it's just simpler this way to start at the beginning, which is with fire signs. Okay, so uh, the graphic that I have here is, of course, fire flames. (laughs) Um, And the signs associated that have this quality are Aries, Leo, and Sagittarius. So some keywords, and again, you know, I don't want folks to get really stuck on keywords because they can be a little limiting. Um, So images, I would suggest, and I've also got a list there too. So four keywords, we have direct, engaging, dramatic, big energy. When someone has a lot of fire energy, they walk in the room, you'll notice, okay, Um, because they exude this uh, warmth and attraction. Okay, adventure can go here, daredevil, boldly go, enthusiastic, enthusiastic, playful, willful, um, yeah, just these folks have got lots of energy. And if in your chart, these three signs are, are emphasized by planets being there, then it's possible to literally light up a room or to burn yourself out, right? If you've got too much fire. Again, with these qualities, if there's too much of any one thing, um, yeah, you can run into trouble. So what you will also notice is that all three of these signs are yang, Okay, Aries, Leo, and Sag. Now, the images I came up with, um, a furnace, okay, Uh, which would go with Leo, okay. Leading the charge, that would be Aries. 
uh, firefighter. That also would be an Aries lead on any stage. That would be Leo. Okay, a passionate rant. That would be Sag. Sunrise on a new day. That also would be Sag. You know, looking for that next horizon and what's over on the other side of that hill. The, the exploring. Okay, so fire signs. Next up, we have earth signs. And in the background of this, I have a brick wall that's covered with moss. And um, so the solidity is what I'm going for with earth signs. Also tactile, also, um, you know, you can feel it, taste it, touch it. This is all qualities that go with earth signs. And these, of course, are yin. So we have Taurus, Virgo, and Capricorn. Okay, so key words here, pragmatic, concrete, dependable, enduring, stable, exacting, responsible. Okay, so other images you might use besides my brick wall would be industry, corporate towers, mountains, pretty rocks. <laughs> I'm thinking diamonds and emeralds and stuff like that. Bookkeepers, uh, craftsmen, um, and anything in the material world. You might also add, um, you know, a masseuse in there, <laughs> a chef in there. All of these embodied experiences that goes with earth signs. Okay, and remember, these are also yin signs. So they aren't needing to go out in the world, okay, but they are needing to have um, tactile accomplishments um, and to be doing things that have a practical nature that you can see, feel, hear, taste, touch. Bricks and mortar, that would be another earth sign quality. Okay, after that, we have air signs. And the image that I came up with here is of hot air balloons floating over the earth. <laughs> and in some ways, air is like that. And I can see in my little graphic, I put the signs without putting the word air in the middle. Gonna have to go back and fix these. Okay, so this is of course Yang. And with that yang, we have Gemini, Libra, and Aquarius. Okay, so keywords, talking, social, artistic, dreamy, effervescent, futuristic, relational, all things of the mind, right? Air. Um, and, you know, so the quality of air and all its many forms is another component um, of what can be part of your imagining and your symbolism that goes with these air signs. So for instance, we have windy all the way up to hurricane force, right? We have breezy, you know, that summer breeze where it just touches, right? Um, one of the images that came to my mind with air is also music of the spheres. So that, you know, it's beyond because it's invisible and yet the sound, okay, sound is an air quality. Data, obviously. Um, languages. Poetry. Um, it isn't just the written word. It's it has air, the air element contains poetry. It's, uh, but it's also science, okay? And so with each of these, um, you are, again, you're building up a palette, a feeling sense of, you know, where does this air fit in your life? What houses does Gemini, Libra, and Aquarius fall in? Where do you need to approach life from um, a data collection? You need more information. You need to beautify, make it 
aesthetically pleasing Libra, Aquarius. You need to plot this particular area of your life out and stick to, you know, create a game plan that's going to take you into the future and stick with it. Okay. Now, next up, last but not least, are the water signs. Okay, so we are back to yin again from the yang of the air signs. And here we have this trio is Cancer, Scorpio, and Pisces. Okay, keywords that go with this, this is all about the emotions. It's about sensitivity. It's about intense, and I should put that as intensity, empathic, nurturing, and some even feel psychic. Okay, an intuitive piece here. So images that come to mind, again, with the water element, we can look to the literal state. We have icebergs. We have deep oceans. We have uh, waterfall. Okay, we have rain. We have erosion, which is one of the, uh, you know, nothing stands in the way of water when it starts to move, whether that's a, um, for instance, that major liquefaction that happened in, where was that, Finland or Norway? And, you know, there was this huge chunk of land that just um, swooped left, right? Okay. That's also an image that would go with water signs. We have weathering, right? Whether that's just rain constantly beating on something or fog and steam where it's like, oh, where are we? What are we? Who are we? Or boiling. The images that can go with water are simple to find. Um, and But what they're describing, of course, is not simple to articulate, and that is our emotional realm. Okay, it's possibly the easiest one of the three, of course, is cancer, that nurturing, mothering Scorpio. Um, I like to think of it as the heights and depths of emotional experience from rage to rapture. Pisces, it's tuning in and um, unfortunately, getting lost or transitioning, right? It's, um, it's that level of cognition that um, lets you know that in this room, there is a feeling of mob, or in this room, there is a feeling of joy, or etc. Okay, so now we come to each of the signs. And so in your scrapbook, uh, where you um, put, you know, like a page for each of the signs, um, don't so much think of them as, oh, well, I know a few Aries, or I know a few Tauruses, or whatever. No, you're looking at creating a buildup of symbolic feeling that goes with, or images, or ideas that go with each of the signs. And so I too have gone through all 12 signs and created my little graphic for each of them. So um, I will, I've got, oh yeah, I've got time. I've got a couple of minutes for each one. So the one that I have is, okay, the, the typical image that goes with Aries is the ram, okay, but remember it's cardinal, so it wants to get things going. It's yang, so it's positive. It's fire, so I've got the lit match, that sense of spring, because it's the start of spring, and I've got a guy on a bicycle doing something absolutely insane, which is kind of an Aries image, okay. Now, Taurus, what I have in the background here is a brick wall. Again, it's very substantial, Taurus. I also, um, okay, so to, re to remind you, it's fixed. Okay, so it wants to get things, see things through to the end to get them done. It's yin, so it doesn't have to be out there in the world. It can be reclusive. It's earth. It's got to be tactile, embodied. So I've got someone at a potting wheel. Okay, building, concrete, tactile. 
I've also got a very beautiful front entrance to a house that's obviously been around for many, many years. Again, that stability, that staying in one spot, the accumulation of material things. And the third image I have is of Tibetan bowls. Um, and again, the calm, soothing, uh, embodied experience. Um, I'm, this For me, this image also evokes craftsmanship, you know, something done really well and sound. Okay, because within the Taurus realm is all the senses, all the uh, senses that make up our embodiment. Okay, next up we have Gemini. So what I hear, have here in the background is the Milky Way right, where the mind can just go on forever. I also have, uh, so to remind you, this is a mutable, so changeable. Uh, yang uh, means it can be out there, and it's air. It's everywhere. Okay, so I show someone with a huge pile of magazines and books, right? It's just the information and having more than one thing happening. I've also got uh, an image of a whole bunch of different kinds of birds on a wire. Um, and this is its, um, you know, creating its group of people that it communicates with, um, it's connecting. And then the last graphic I have is its sociable sociableness with um, you know, uh, ladies on a beach, somebody singing. And the other image that I almost put up was of a barbershop, you know, that place where you go to get caught up on all the local gossip. Um, and that's not a bad thing because it's also in those kind of places where if you're looking for somebody, you ask a Gemini. They'll know where to find them and who's doing it. Um, and so it's this... Um, quality of the local and um, of the connecting. Okay, so that's Gemini. Then we move on to, which was the twins, by the way, I should be mentioning these symbols as well. Okay, so with Cancer, we have the crab. And um, I can see the R got lost in the background of this one. So what I have are really luscious green leaves with water on them. And uh, it's like the water of life, nourishing, which is cardinal, yin, okay? Um, again, an introverted, in, inward looking, and it's water. So. Um, in order, I mean, the most obvious graphic that I could have put up here is a mother and a child. But I went for a group of people standing, arms around each other in front of a new day. So it's the support and nurturing that uh, a cancer quality can bring to an area of your life. Okay, I also put in here a castle with a water moat. So... Um, Cancer energy is also the wellspring, okay? And it's your roots. It's, um, it's what have you been born out of, okay? And the final image that I put here is a guy in an armor. He is on a horse, which isn't particularly cancer-like, but it's that being armored. Because why? Incredible sensitivity, um, and so cancers will naturally not be obviously themselves until they feel very safe. Um, and so the armor is natural and needed. Um, one just has to recognize that occasionally you will outgrow it and need to build a new one. Okay, next up, Leo the lion. Um, so here we have Yang, fixed fire. Um, and playful, okay, so I have someone who is a little kid who's obviously playing a superhero. Um, I have a woman leading a march, okay, they can be the leaders. Um, and I have a group of people just jumping for joy in the sun on a beach. And that is that uh, playful, creative, follow me, play, 
uh, energy that is this style of Leo. You might also have put here a, um, uh, a, a fire that has obviously been burning. This The image here that comes to my mind right now is, you know, the the Yule log burning that we all watch and put on our um, on our screens at Christmas time that just merrily crackles along, you know, for hours on end. That would be a Leo signature. Okay, so next up, we have Virgo, and this shows a woman. It's usually a woman carrying a sheaf of grain, so I put a picture of grain in the background because this is the gathering back in uh, that happens just before the fall equinox. Yeah, or is it just after? Ah. Anyway, mutable. Yin, again, yeah, this is another inward going, and it's an earth sign. So the classic one is I've got uh, a visual here of surgery happening where there is, it's timely, it's getting it done perfectly, correctly, so that you can live. Um, I also show an image of uh, workmen in scaffolding um, where, you know, this this is that area of life where it's all those people that do the work in the background, not in the limelight. Um, and then the final one is like an office manager or a bookkeeper, um, you know, where there's this attention to detail. Okay. Next up, we have Libra. And this is, again, a yang energy. It's outward going. It's cardinal. It's air. I have uh, in the background, oh, the scales is its symbol, okay, balancing thing, justice. And in the background, I have uh, a painting, a snippet of a painting, so uh, it's very colorful. Um, this is the aesthetic quality of life. So I've got uh, ladies on a runway from a fashion thing. Um, it's also incredibly social. So I've got a picture of a dinner party happening where people are coming together to enjoy uh, in a atmosphere of egalitarian, you know, peacefulness and... Um, you know, obviously, this would go well with a Leo signature as well, right? Okay, and then the bottom picture I have is three different ethnicities talking together. This is the diplomacy, the legal thing, the keeping things fair and equitable component that goes with this air sign. Okay, next up, we take the deep dive. This is Scorpio, and it's literally usually shown as a scorpion with a sting, okay? It is an inward yin sign. It's fixed, okay? So it can stick to a feeling for a long time, and it's water. So the images I show here in the background is a big wave, and I often attribute uh, Scorpio to big emotional shifts. Um, I have a picture of a phoenix. This is actually an owl rising out of the flames. I have a deep ocean picture. And I have the three furies, um, which, you know, this is dealing with the intensity of life. And I'm realizing I probably need to speed this up just a little bit. Okay, my next graphic is of Sagittarius. We are back to yang energy, outward going. This is mutable, so constantly changing. This is fire. So to keep that fire burning, we keep going to university. I've got a beach scene um, you know, which gives that impression of what's on the other side. Uh, I have a picture of a campus with lots of folks on it. Um, I also have a picture of uh, a map of the world with a passport and a camera. And, you know, Sag needs that freedom to charge itself up with the fire of exploring. And then I have a graphic that shows, um, you know, a hundred different uh, 
character people, not characters, what am I trying to say here? I'm trying to say uh, different nationalities. And um, this is the fuel for Sag. Okay, so next up we have uh, Capricorn and the goat. And um, <laughs> I had to create a graphic here. Uh, but in the backdrop, I have a city. Okay, so the established structure of society. This is cardinal yin. Again, it's inward. Um, it's earth, so it needs something substantial. Um, what is the next step, though? Because it is cardinal. Like, how do we keep building our empire? Um, I show a woman who has obviously climbed to the top of a mountain. Um, and then I have that responsible piece, which is the buck stops here. And um, a little guy with his hand up and, and the words, the buck stops here. <laughs> um, yeah. And as you can see, the, this progression that we're going in, um, the first six are very personal inward like well not inward but personal in the sense it's more about you whereas the last six are about being out there in the world and specifically uh, the sign that comes up next of course is the one that is happening as we speak now where we've got this huge conflagration of uh, planets in the sign of Aquarius. Now, it's usually someone holding a vessel and something's pouring out. And I think every student of astrologer gets a little kind of confused here. Well, isn't this a water sign? No, this is the energy of air that's being poured out. Okay, so this is fixed Yang, so again, it's uh, an out there type energy and it's air. So the graphic here is of the sky and clouds, like what you would see out of an airplane. I have an image of a fellow who is breaking from what everyone else in the image is doing, which is what Aquarius does. It doesn't want to just follow the same old path. It wants to move forward. Um, I then have a woman who is surrounded by images of science and futuristic, and then the humanitarian piece. I've got a symbol from the UN, and I do have to pick up the base here. Okay, so our last one, the end of the cycle, Pisces, two fishes chasing each other's tail. Um, I have a watery feeling in the background. I was actually looking for fog and couldn't find it. Uh, so Pisces is mutable. It's inward yin and it's water. So I have that daydreaming image of a woman literally daydreaming. I have a more um, mythical image of a uh, horse with wings and, you know, that sense of otherworldliness. And then the final image that I picked is going towards the light. Okay, so what is at the end of life? we go back. We go back to what? And one of the classic images that we have to go back to is the light. So there you have it. Lesson one. Um, hopefully for those who are into doing this, that they've got an opportunity to play with some images and to create a list of things that you too want to ascribe to each of these signs. Okay. So, wow. Anyway, just a reminder, <laughs> as I always end with, uh, you have been listening live to Astrology Today on CJMP 90.1 FM, Powell Rivers Community Radio Station. And do remember that um, we are still in lockdown. Stay safe. Keep your friends and neighbors safe and take care. And we will talk to you again next week.
This has been a message from the Powell River Community Radio Society.